Welcome to Seek, Go, Create. This is your host, Tim Winders. And as always, I'm coming to you from the passenger seat of the RV Theo. And the only reason I bring that as we start up here before we really get going is I was listening to a recent episode and I heard some dogs barking in the background and a lawnmower and a blower. So I almost just need to start off as a disclaimer and hopefully by saying it, it'll repel it and we won't have that today. But uh, I did notice a little bit of that in the background. So I appreciate your patience. I appreciate your grace. We've got a great conversation. I'll get to our guest in just a moment, but this is the place, Seek, Go, Create. This is where we discuss leadership, business, and ministry, and we redefine success in all of those areas. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening via podcast, if you're watching it or seeing it on some of our socials, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being here. We also love it when you participate. So wherever you're participating, make comments, ask questions, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from that. And we are Seek, Go, Create everywhere. So you could find us in all of those locations. Gonna have fun today. I have, uh, I've got a, I've got a, I guess an interesting perception that I've been having about writing books and about books. And so today we're going to do a deep dive into books. We have Vikrant Sharia as our guest. Vikrant is a number one best-selling author, sought after book launch manager, and an internationally recognized digital publishing expert. He has helped thousands of entrepreneurs and first-time authors. I know some of you are probably in that category by joining them in their self-publishing journeys through his courses, coaching, and done for you services. Vikrant, welcome to Seek, Go, Create. Thank you so much, Tim, for having me here. I'm really excited to be on the show. Yeah, glad. Now, where are you coming to us from and what time is it as we're recording this? So I'm from Pune, nearby Mumbai in India. And the time right now is 11 p.m. over here. 11 p.m. late, so uh, so we'll have fun. It's like 11 a.m. I think it's exactly, <laughs> we're about 12 hours difference here. So anyway, well, welcome. Glad you're here. Thank you for staying up late and joining us. And uh, I've got some good friends over there near Mumbai. We may talk about what's going on in India shortly, but my first question that I like to ask, I gave you a little bit of prep on this, is we just bump into each other either virtually or in person somewhere. And someone doesn't know much about you. Maybe they haven't heard the bio that I just gave. And they ask you, what do you do? What do you typically tell people? What do you do? I help entrepreneurs and thought leaders turn their ideas into a best-selling book with that done for your book writing, publishing, and marketing services. Wow. And I, I love that because actually when I, was, when I do my research for people, I... I read their bios, I look at what they do, and some of them are big, long, and then some of them are short, compact, and I was really counting on you doing a short, compact one, and you did. Uh, great job there. And I'm going to ask you a little bit more late, later about your journey and how you've come to get to this place where you're pretty focused on what you do and what you do for people. But before I go any farther, at the time of us recording this, I'll go ahead and do kind of a timestamp where in uh, the tail end of May, and this may be released, I believe, in August, possibly even in September, uh, for those that might be listening later. But, uh, but you know, we're seeing on the news a lot here in the States and other places uh, that uh, in India, there's a lot going on with COVID. It's kind of running its course. So just give us a quick update, uh, just to kind of, you know, boots on the ground. How are things there? How are things going? Uh, and uh, give us a little update. Sure. Uh, so things are not as bad as media is showing. So uh, things are fine. People are getting used to it. Of course, there are, there are places where there are limitation of beds in hospitals, but there are very few people, very few places and very few hospitals. But in most part of the world, in most part of the India, things are good, right? Uh, people are now uh, getting cured. And of course, now they are, yep, things are good. Things are under control. Of course, government has so much lockdown. They have so much restrictions for all the places, for all the things. But now we are getting used to it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, I think. And I hope this I mean, might be controversial. But I, I think business people, entrepreneurs, 
leaders in general. I think we want to be safe. We want to be cautious. We want to be mindful of other people. But the thing you said to start off with is like, we don't need to believe all that we're hearing from the media. Definitely. Uh, you know, listen, I, I, I try to follow what's going on on other parts of the world. I've been to India three or four times myself uh, a few years back. I've got clients that I've worked with over there. And I know we've got a lot of listeners in India. But just like most things, boy, the media just takes that negative and they just really blow it up. And they want us to know, you know, it's, it's not like we're going to have a headline that says everything's great in India. Trying to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm glad to hear that. Glad that we're able to communicate. And I've actually, like I mentioned, I've got clients. I just forgot. I've got a new client that I've been working with for a little less than a year that they've just contracted to outsource a lot of their engineering to India. And so, anyway, I, I, I like what uh, what you said. It's like the media might be blowing it out of proportion. Let's just be cool. And mm -hmm. everybody can can make this make this work out so glad to uh, glad to have you on here all right so i want to dive in to the first big question that i've got because and and we're going to bounce around a little bit if you know a little bit about my style uh, i think you said i could call you vic so i'm going to call you vic you could call me tim we'll have fun is your your big message is have a book and so I want to start right out of the gate for myself, for the listener, and ask the question, why should someone have a book? Why should that be a desire for most or many people to have a book? So Tim, we need to understand this, that, for example, if you have to hire a professional, maybe hire an expert, for example, someone who want, maybe you want to hire someone who can do a funnel for you right who can create a funnel for you and then you shortlist 10 people out of 10 people maybe three people have published their books and out of three people one person is a best-selling author then our logical mind is going to be inclined towards that person who is a best-selling author around the topic of like how to create uh proven marketing funnels to get maybe two times or ten times revenue whatever it is so the thing is that we always like brand tracy has said several years ago that if you want to have authority on your topic then you have to become an author because in authority the first few letters like it it makes up with author so uh, that's why like you have to understand that in business world if you have to distinguish yourself from the competition or other people in your target industry then you have to do something different. And writing one book can definitely help you do that. It can definitely stand you apart from the competition. It can establish yourself as an authority because now you're an author. Yeah, I think that's good. And I, I, there's one word I picked up on that you said, and that is, is separating or phrase, separating you out from the competition because you mentioned the example of someone who helps build funnels. There's a ton of people that do that. There's a bunch of people that are in that arena. There's a bunch of people that run companies or entrepreneurs or various, uh, various things that I know we have people listening. So, so you really are looking for the competitive edge and, and what you propose is that a book will do that. So do you have, I know you've been doing this for a while and I'm gonna ask you a little bit about your history in just a moment. But do you have a feel for how many people you have helped uh, bring a book to the marketplace or a ballpark number or any metrics around that? Mm -hmm. So when I started the journey, I started helping so many students, like with my coaching, with my courses, with my eBooks. I had created several of them and launched it in the international market. And with that process, I was able to help thousands of my students turn their ideas into a published book. Now, with the Done For You book writing, publishing, marketing services, we have helped around 250 people, more than 250 people now, uh, in taking their ideas, writing the book for them in their voice, and then turning it into a best-selling book. Okay, so what you guys have, and, and I love that done for you model because it goes back 20 plus years that I've been watching people do that. You not only teach and coach, 
and show people how to do it. But if someone wants to just have someone do all of the, I hate to say the hard stuff, but if they want someone to do all that for them, you and your, your company does that. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And so, so I think this is a good point to back up a little bit. And just like we would ask a, a plumber or electrician or a leadership coach or a, or a mentor consultant, how did they come to become an expert in that field? I'm going to ask you how you came to be an expert in this field because, listen, I've been working on writing a novel and uh, it's going to be released uh, later this year. And I think a lot of people have in their minds, I want to write a book. Uh, probably more people than actually read books do that, but we won't get into that. But uh, but back up a little bit. I've heard a little bit of your story, but I'd love to hear you talk about it because I've got some questions about it. Because you've been on this journey now for a long time. I think I saw your company's been around for, what, seven or eight years or at least at least seven years, it looks like. So how did you get started in, number one, book publishing or book creation and then now doing it for other people? Sure. So everything started when I just graduated from my high school and my dad asked me, what do you want to become in your life? And I had no idea. All of my friends, they were doing engineering and they were taking admission in engineering colleges. So I just told him, okay, I'll be an engineer. And he sold his land. He got my, me an, uh, admitted in an engineering college. I was liking it, making some friends, but I was not at all liking the theoretical classes. One thing I know, like I still had no clue, no clarity on what I'll be doing in my life, but I was clear enough that I'll, I really don't want to be an engineer. It was boring. And I was also talking- I have to, to, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm an engineer by training. I went to Georgia Tech, I'm an engineer. <laughs> and the minute, the minute I got my degree, I was working on doing something else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always <laughs> ventured away. So, so engineer, but I want to ask one quick question. And, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the culture of, of the Indian, the mindset is very heavy engineering, medical. I mean, that's really a sign of success in that culture, more so than even all others has been my observation. Is that correct or not? It's, it's completely, it's 100% right. Okay. Uh, most of the places still, like if you are not a doctor or engineer, like you are a big time failure. And especially like if, if you are if you are doing an online business, most of the people over here think that you are doing a scam. And in just a few months or year, like you're going to go to prison. Because like you are doing something wrong. Otherwise, you, you online business doesn't exist for them until COVID thing happened. Now everything is online. Schools are have started uh like completely then the transition in the online thing now the classes are completely online now people are understanding that maybe the online thing online online business really exists right i don't want to interrupt because you were telling a good story i think of of your and i love don't we love dads i'm one myself dads say okay what are you going to do with your life you know they ask you that when you barely know what you know what you're going to do tomorrow much less with our lives so uh so your dad pressed you engineering you were in that but uh sounds like you kind of had a pivot beyond that so keep going there because i do want to come back and talk to you about the online and mm -hmm. the the general uh mindset of the type business that you're currently in so keep going for us sure so i was at this situation where i knew that i don't want to be an engineer but i i I couldn't do anything. And uh, in the third semester, I discovered this book in my college library uh, called Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, of course, I had read some some of the other self-help self books as well. But this book completely changed the way I used to think about finance and life. And I could completely relate to the rich, poor dad because, of course, not saying that my dad was poor, but of course, we, we come from a middle class background. My, my dad was in military, but all the conversation we used to have, like it was a kind of a poor dad conversation. So I, I was 
completely able to relate to it. And that day I decided that I really want to do something of my own. And the very first day I just dropped out of the college. And um, <laughs> I dropped out. I still had no idea. Somehow I got an idea. Uh, and uh, I started working on it. I took some loan from my family, friends, relatives, uh, seniors. And I started a business, hired some people. I made so, mis- so many mistakes in that business. Within just six months, like I was completely like uh, out of money. And um, I had to shut down that business. I had to fire all the people. I had no money at all. At the, at the age of 18, I was at the financial debt of $5,000. And it was tough. It was really difficult. Now I was in a single room apartment uh, on a, with a bad with a broken laptop and a 2G internet speed, searching online, how to make money online with zero investment. I had no money at all. That's why. And uh, I stumbled upon self-publishing that I could write book. I can publish it. I can make some money. I can make some royalties like passive income and these things. I had nothing to do at all at that point. So I just started writing a book and I unpublished that book now uh, because of course, I had no expertise around that topic. Somehow I compiled all the information and somehow I was really good at creating structure and outlining the book. And I was able to write that book in 21 days with my bad English writing skills. And uh, my girlfriend back then, she um, was good at academics. She was really good at English. She was a university topper and she uh, fixed the proofreading. She did some proofreading and fixed the grammar. And I was able to publish the book. So now she's my wife. And um, so the thing is that when I published that book, within a month, like I, when I saw the royalty on Amazon, it was around $27. And I remember that I was jumping on my bed in, in, at the night because it was the first money I made online. And I was kind of a, seeing the picture. I was seeing some kind of clarity that, okay, maybe I can do something in this space. And then again, like next month, I published another book. And this month, I also did some marketing on both the books and uh, made around 440 US dollars. Now I can see that, okay, things have started changing. And um, again, I started uh, having a different path when people started reaching out to me that, can you please help me write and publish the book? When I started posting it on my Facebook and all these things. And some of them, they were entrepreneurs. And I started offering my coaching, right? And of course, I had some fees in that. And uh, then I also, at that point, I launched several courses, ebooks, and all kind of stuff, and uh, helped thousands of people write and publish the book. But there were a few people who reached out to me that, hey, everything is good. Your coaching is fine. Your course is good but we really don't have the time to write this book. Can you help me do that? And then I got this idea of this done for you book writing, publishing, marketing thing. I got to know that there are so many people out there, especially on the top who have achieved something and really have something to share with the world, which can uh, transform this, uh, the lives of people in a better way, but really don't have the time, really don't have the skill set. And then I and. I had assembled a team of uh, uh, book writers, editors, proofreaders from mostly they were from states and um, then also like designers, uh, like, uh, and then also like the managers, like who can take care of the entire thing. So this is how like I started the company. Like initially, of course, I didn't have this idea. Initially, I created another company. Then somehow I stumbled upon self-publishing. I published my own books and then I started helping other people and then I got to know about this done for you thing. And then I, this is how I created bestsellingbook.com where I create bestseller for my clients. Yeah. So it, it seems as if I, I was just kind of taking some notes and writing now, first of all, I love the stories I hear about rich dad, poor dad, changing people because it had a significant impact on me. Also, I read that in the late nineties, and I had been involved some with real estate, but it launched a real estate company that we started. 
and uh, because of the real estate theme of that book also. Mm-hmm. But isn't it cool how just the, how the mindset of that book is so important? And, and that's really something I wanted to drill down on because we're going to come back and we're going to give some tips to people that are thinking about a book and we're going to talk about that. But I want to I want to I want to kind of get inside the mindset that someone might have that these are your words. Okay, so tell me tell me if I'm okay with saying this. They had just failed. They were sitting there with a broken laptop. They owed money. They had probably gotten a lot of their family to pay money to them. And you were in a culture that, I, I don't know, some cultures, it seems like in the United States, there's like this pride of failure. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but sometimes people wear it. I, I, know, the, I know the culture you're in might have a little bit of a different mindset. So you were in a pretty tough spot, Vic. What was your mindset like at the time to sit down and in 21 days write a book thinking that you were an expert in something. Let's just go ahead and call it like that. And here's the reason why I bring that up. I do believe that there are people listening right now that they may be in a similar situation and they may not believe that they have anything to say or that anyone will read or that they could put some words on paper. So I would love for you to speak to, if you could recall, what a lot, was it desperation? What, what was going on that forced you to do to put something? Because most people would say, I don't have anything to tell people. It was tough. Like being in that situation, it was really difficult, really, really tough. Uh, my landlord used to call me daily that you need to pay the monthly rent. I didn't pay the rent for three or four months. And he used to call me daily. He used to tell me that you should go outside and find another room for yourself. Uh, I, I also like somehow I used to lend some money uh, from my friends to pay the bill of internet so that they, they would not cut it because of course that was the way like I was able to try to look for some other opportunity like how can I make money. So and I used to have a broken laptop, uh, no air condition, nothing. And that the fan, like which revolves, like it was not working. So it used to burn my finger, right? And I had to keep a vessel inside that vessel. I used to have a water uh, so that for some, for a few minutes, like the uh, laptop would not be that much burning, right? So it was kind of a really difficult situation. And um, I had an option to go back to the college. Uh, but I really didn't want to go back. I was really not sure what I'll be doing. Then I found this book like on internet for free somewhere uh, by Tony Robbins uh, called Against the, uh, sorry, uh, Awakens the Giants Within. And it gave me the motivation. Like I just have to do it no matter what. I know it is going to be difficult. I know that it's challenging. And, um, there was also one more situation is when I uh, told my dad that I have dropped out of the college. Uh, like he was a really tough guy in military and, and I saw him crying for the very first time. It was very painful for me, like seeing him crying. And of course, um, he was angry. But at the same time, he was really disappointed from me. Also not was not sure. Of course, like as an Indian parent, not knowing that what I'll be doing now, I'm not going to be an engineer, medical doctor, no chance. And uh, so what I'll be doing. And um, I, when I told him that I'll be doing a business, he never believed me. And uh, of course, my girlfriend was there. It was a long distance, but still like somehow, uh, like I, uh, I did, I was persistent. And uh, now talking, answering that question that it was tough, but still like, of course, I had to move on. I really had to, at that time, the number one motivation was to pay the bills, pay the rent, nothing at all, just making money so that I can survive in that city. It was the number one motivation. Now, of course, uh, once you start making money, now you have some other goals, you have some other passions, but 
at that point i really had to survive that was the number one motivation i really had to pay the bill this was like i had to somehow make money and then i was figuring out that what was the ways now answering the question about like if people think that whether they should write a book or not whether people are going to read the book or not see of course uh, books really changes life right it has certainly changed mine first of all in the in my college days like when i read that book rich dad poor dad i was i was completely in, in went into another direction again like i had an option to go back to the college uh then i again read another book by tony robbins again it gave me motivation i pushed through now i'm seeing that for every aspects of my life for example how to breathe how to talk how to make new friends how to have a great relationship how to maybe meditate how to have a healthy diet how to exercise for every aspects of my life i have read a book around that topic and it has changed my life in every aspects so maybe you can think that why people will be uh wanting to read my book the thing is like see ask yourself that is there anything like you do better than everyone else in the world if yes it could be anything right i recently um read a book like how to have a good posture how to stand how to walk how to sit and people never think that okay like these kind of books also uh sells but yep it sells it's a best selling book man there is an he, she's an indian author but um yep so it could be anything whatever like you you have an expertise on you can write a book at the same time uh you can have a back end business you can offer your coaching you you can also create courses you can leverage that book to maybe get on speaking stages as well maybe get on podcast like this whatever it is like one book can really transform your life really transform the way you do the business the way you present yourself the way you position yourself yeah i do agree cuz i've had i mean there are certain books that i still think of some i haven't read in a while but they had significant impact some i try to reread from time to time and i think that many people would agree with that do you do you think that everyone has some area of expertise or at least something that they could share with the world in the form of a book uh do you think everyone's got that no everyone should not write a book <laughs> <laughs> so like 7 billion there shouldn't be 7 billion you know biography autobiographies out there no. now <laughs> see like we need to understand that we before we start writing the book we have to ask ourselves that why why do we want to write this book is if if it's just for the fun or maybe it was a lifelong dream then you can write it but if you really have some big purpose for an example if you really want to maybe get more clients generate leads maybe i'm talking about the non fiction books right and of course there are some other reason for the novel like who want to start their career in the in the, in the fiction industry or fiction writing so whatever it is like you have to clear you have to really be clear of your why and if mm-hmm. you are passionate if you are really motivated towards that why then and only you should write a book otherwise of course you can write a book about any topic uh but you will not feel good you will not give you 100% you will not create a really good book for the reader reader will not like it reader will be they will be leaving bad reviews you will be motivated it's not good for you it's not good for them sure i'm going to i've i've got a number of questions i want to kind of i'll i'll drill you on a few others in just a moment but i think this is a good time to ask you especially for the person listening right now who would be someone and we could just rattle off a number of these who would be someone that should really consider writing a book or having a team or getting some coaching and training or or have it done for them uh give some examples of people that maybe they haven't thought of it up to this point until they hear this conversation but they really should think of it hey, Tim um i had some pre assumed uh, misconception like when i started uh in this publishing industry 
I used to think that writing a book is only for those people like who are in the information industry. Like those people like who has some coaching, who has some courses, who has, who has some kind of a message, maybe an entrepreneur, like who has some story, like they want to share anything. I used to think that this is only for people like who are in this in information industry. And my perception changed three years ago when one of our clients came uh, and he had a physical product. And by, by that time, I, I really thought that books are never going to help a person or an entrepreneur having a, a physical product or who has a name to sell more and more physical product. So he was a doctor. He was a CEO, former CEO of a $40 billion company called Dexcom. And he has created a company named Lysolin where he offers, he, cre- he has created a, some, some natural alternatives of insulin to cure diabetes. Hmm. And uh, now he wanted to write a book which explains how this lysolin works with the body naturally to cure diabetes. And at that time, like I really never knew that whether it can help him or not. But when he worked with us, like of course we took his interview, we, re- we wrote the book for him in his voice published it, marketed it. It also became best in the diabetes category. It, after six months, like when I checked in with him, like he was able to get on so many podcasts, so many shows, also on TV, and also was able to double or triple his business just by using that book. So this is the power of the book. So we need to, again, like he was clear on his why, that why he want to write the book. Like to all the premium clients, like he distribute the book for free, like the physical copy. And those distributor of, the, of his products, they read the book, they understand exactly how does that work. They believe in his product, then they distribute his product. So once you understand that, like how book can position you, position your product, position your brand, position your services or coaching, whatever it is, you can do that, right? But you have to, first of all, start with why. That's a really important thing. Yeah, that, I, I love that because it really fits into our overall conversation we have on leadership and business and, and other areas. Because I, I do think I, I think most people, maybe I shouldn't assume this, so I'm going to go ahead and ask it and let you speak to it. There are a number of people that think that if you put a book up on Amazon or if you go through the book process, that you are going to make a lot of money from the sale of books. Uh, And so could you address that? Could you say, yeah, absolutely, you can make a lot of money or no, you might need to rethink a few things. Just address that. And then there's a few other things I'll, I'll ask related to that. So in 95% of the cases, you will not make good money from the books royalties i would say 99 <laughs> percent. i was gonna you know what? i appreciate you're up front because i ask you a few questions that you could have given a little bit of a fluffy answer should everyone write a book you said no and i've asked you to people make money and you were given some good info so i appreciate the credibility of of the way you're answering so 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 you're not going to make a boatload just by putting it up, but that leads into the conversation we just had about your other client, which is what's the bigger picture. So keep talking about that because do you help people with that? Do you help people with the business model or do they need to have that when they come to you? Yeah. So uh, whenever we work with the clients, like most of the clients we work with, they already have a set business or at least they have some plan ready. Right. Uh, two months ago, like a new client signed up with us and she is doing a full-time job, but now she wants to transition into a coaching business. Right. And she, her book is about uh, trauma and like how to recover from trauma and these things. But uh, now she also wants to, like she had some kind of an experience, uh, her personal experience. And she has shared that story in the book. Uh, our expertise is to, uh, of course, help her 
write the book. But at the same time, initially, before we start, we always like brainstorm on like how we can use this book for a bigger purpose. For her, it was getting on um, on speaking engagement, getting more speaking engagement, and also uh, getting coaching clients, selling her video courses as well. So uh, we need to understand that if you write a book, it could be anything, but we also have to, like Amazon will never gonna provide their contact information of the readers. You can never reach out to them. You will never know that who has bought the book, who has read the book, who has completed the book, who has liked the book. You will never ever know unless they will be leaving a review. And of course, there's, there's an option on review that they can uh, completely remove their name from the review. So you will never know, right? So now what you can do, of course, there's a way around is you can maybe offer something to them for free inside the book. It could be a checklist, it could be a worksheet, it could be a free ebook, whatever it is for free in exchange of the email address. But it should be valuable enough so that people can uh, get the book. And there's also one technique is, uh, maybe you have seen it, Tim, that on Amazon, there's a look inside feature where people can read a few pages of the book, right? Mm -hmm. And over there, this is where you can share that uh, free gift or whatever. So people who haven't even bought your book, they can become your subscriber. And then you can um, sell your course, sell your coaching program, or position yourself like you can do the email marketing you can get them in the facebook group whatever it is you can do that just by using a book as a tool right so if you mm -hmm. use it as a great lead generation tool it's an amazing if you use it to get more speaking gigs or establish your brand or get more clients or make money with that that's good but if your goal is to make money directly from the books realities then in 95% of the cases, you will fail. Maybe you can make some money in the initial book launch, but if you'll think that, okay, every month I'll be getting this kind of royalties every month, passive income, these are some scam going on out there. People are saying that you can make thousands and thousands of dollars just by books royalties. It is possible, but there are very few people like who are doing it. Yeah, and most of those are doing it really even more in a traditional mm -hmm. publishing. I'm going to ask you a few questions here in just a second about the about the the changes in the industry because the changes in the industry is what allows you to really do a lot of the things you do. But I do want to kind of circle back on something that you said that to me is is very powerful. And that is the need or the 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 reasons for capturing the email somewhere along the way because traditionally someone reads a book it's good they set it down they're done they might give it away they might go put it on their shelves and they might gift it to someone possibly but in general there's nothing that's an action you know a call to action mm -hmm. what i just heard you say was you basically said that if you're going to do a book there needs to be some call to action something yeah. that the reader does is that what you're doing is that what you're talking about exactly yep that's correct and so when you do that you capture emails which is probably the best thing to do because if they go to socials or things like that you still don't own them then you can do the things that you need to do which means you need to have a good email communications funnel or or whatever with them so all right that's very good and i loved what you brought up and said it that that a lot of people that they could do a first look so that means you could put the call to action at the beginning, right? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yep. In the beginning, maybe after every chapters, of course, you have to position that thing in a strategic way so that people will not find that, okay, this person is getting or being very salesy. You don't have yeah. to be like that. You have to maybe offer it as a resource guide that for every resources for this specific chapter, you can visit this page and you can download it from there. So of course, there's a way how to do it right. in a smart way so that people will not find that it is CLC. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to beat them over the head with it. I agree with that. So I, I do want to ask now, I think this would be a good time to ask the industry of books, book publishing, you know, producing books, it has changed 
a tremendous amount. I think I read something the other day that it was kind of the anniversary of Amazon back in the 90s uh, forming up. I don't, I don't remember what I read about that, but I was like going, wow. I was trying to recall, I'm old enough to remember, others may not be, you may not be, what the book industry was like before Amazon and before a lot of self-publishing. Can you give us just a brief history of how a business like yours can even exist? Because traditionally, people, a lot of people even still think this, this might be a time to bust up this myth. People think that you write a book, you send it off to publishers, and you try to get them to accept your book so that it can be traditionally published. Tell us what's gone on in the industry. So not only this myth, there there's so many myths around in the publishing industry, especially the about traditional publishing. So let me cover a few of them. So the first thing is, of course, people say that I'm going to write a book and uh, I'm going to send it to uh, uh, some traditional publishing company. They will sign me a, maybe a $1 million check and then I'll be rich or something like that. But it doesn't happen. Right. So uh, so the thing is like. Uh, and, and one of the quick thing that most people don't understand, that's an advance. Yeah, that's an advantage. <laughs> even even like former presidents of the United States, wealthy people that get a million dollars. It's not just money they go. It's an advance that's going to go against future sales. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> right. So, of course, uh, it's not sure. But, yeah, the thing is that uh, they get tens of thousands of uh, manuscript every every month. And chances of you, like, even though, like, if you have written an amazing book and it should be really out, uh, those literally agents, like, it's not sure that they will be reading it properly. And the chances of you getting selected is really, really low. And it can take maybe several years, two years, three years, four years, maybe entire lifetime, and they will never, ever entertain you. So um, this is the first thing, right? So, but... The self-publishing industry has completely changed the game. And uh, people now, like if they have an amazing message, amazing story, amazing ideas, they can really write it and they can publish it themselves. Of course, it should be really professional. The cover should be great and the interior designing should be great. But the thing is that, tell me, Tim, like how many times you have gone to any libraries or maybe any bookstore and found an amazing book with a great title, got it, and then said, okay, who's the publisher? Oh, this is a published book. I'm not going to buy it. Or, oh, this is a by a really big publishing company. I'm going to buy this book. It doesn't work. Like People don't care that if you publish by a traditional publishing company or if you publish yourself, but of course, in a professional way. You are really presenting the idea in a good way. So people really don't care that whether you are published with a really traditional publishing company or they really care about whether you can solve their problem using like with that book or not. That's it with the nonfiction book. And of course, fiction, like it's all about like whether they can get entertained you reading that book, depending on their genre. So this is also one of the myth, like they feel that if I'll be published with this traditional, this publishing company, then I'll, my book is going to be so successful. It doesn't work like that. There's so many books, even from the traditional publishing companies, like really big publishing house. People don't really care about it. They, they haven't even heard about those names, those titles. So this is one more myth. And this, there's one more myth is people still believe that if uh, a traditional publishing company is going to publish a book, they will take care of the marketing. No. <laughs> They, they will just publish the book. They will help you with the distribution, but they will not take care of the marketing. You have to do the marketing yourself. And, and the sad part is they, they try to work with only those authors who have some big followers where they can leverage that audience. And of course, they will ask you to promote the book so that, of course, you can get some cut, maybe 20%, 30% of the royalties, but they can get most of them. Uh, so yeah, this is also one of the uh, myth around the traditional publishing um, or kind of a publishing industry. Yeah. So what that does is it kind of shakes up the thought that some may be having mm. that if they sit down for the next 
21 days as it took you to do your first one or 12 months or two years or four years or five years. And they write out mm. a great book. I'm sure they're all, I'm, I'm sure it's great that it won't magically just go out into the world, make money. Mm. Someone's going to be begging them for it. They're going to write a big check. It's going to be on bookshelves all over in airports and all over the world. So you just did a great job. I think of busting up all of those myths also, and that go ahead. No, yeah, also there's one more thing is uh, you, with the traditional publishing company, you lose the creative con control. What does that mean is, uh, for an example, if you publish a book and maybe after three months, if you want to change some content in the book, it's going to be a really lengthy process. And maybe most of the cases, traditional publishing company will never allow you to do that or make the changes. Also, for example, if you want to have a lead generation funnel inside the book, they will not allow you to do that in most of the cases. So the chances of you getting their getting their email address or be, get subscribers from the book is completely gone with the traditional publishing. Yeah, that's a great point too. You don't control it as much. You've kind of given up control, and you really uh, you're not agile. In other words, you know you've got these print runs and different things like that. And with the world we're in now, we can do much smaller print runs, which is which is good. Well, one of the things I want to kind of glean from you because you you mentioned the numbers. I, I wrote them down here. Don't have them, uh, but you said thousands that you have helped. And then hundreds approaching thousand that you have done for people. I would love for you to tell us what are some, I don't even know if general principles is the right word, but what would be some big picture items that you have learned? Maybe that surprised you. Maybe it didn't about working with people from different industries, different types that have been wanting to get a message out to the world? What are some common themes or, or general principles that you can see that you've seen from that? So um, all these book ideas, like, of course, we have worked, especially the done for you thing, done for you uh, business model. So these people, because they were clear, not most of them, they were clear on why. And that's why, like, when we when we started working with them, then of course we started working on their why. But the, once it was logged, then we started working with them on the book outline. And I believe, like, of course, book outline is the most important uh, step in order to complete the book. Because what happens is the reason why people procrastinate, most of the people procrastinate in writing the book, is because they don't have an actual book outline ready they somehow like okay someday they wake up and they say okay i'll be an author i'll write my book and then they start typing their chapter one and then they never know they don't know like what to write next and then they stop but the thing is like with the outline you exactly understand that what do you want to deliver like in the whole like from the from the whole perspective so just like we whenever we start a business like we have a business plan or a marketing plan like who is going to be my target client, what kind of problems I'll be solving, and how, what kind of solution I'll be having, what, how we will be solving that problem exactly. So these kind of things helps us in the business plan. Again, like with the outline, with the, uh, uh, with the book outline plan, it's all about like who is my target reader, what kind of pain they're uh, facing. With my book, how this pain is going to be getting solved, what they will be doing after they read my book. These kind of questions help you identify that what are going to be the main ideas of the book and what are going to be the main sub ideas of the book. The main ideas will could be the chapters of the book and the sub ideas could be the sub chapters of the book. So you, you will be having a rough table of content ready. And of course you can, uh, you can change it later, but at least you can start with that. Right. And uh, maybe, for an example, you are working on chapter one and then you don't want to work on the chapter one, but you know that what the chapter five is all about, then maybe you can write about chapter five. Then maybe you can write about chapter three. So you can have all these information ready, but you have everything in divided into chunk and it will never going to overwhelm you. Of course, it is going to be doing that, like a little bit of overwhelming, but still uh, there's a process 
once you have an outline what you can do some some people really don't want to write so even though if they don't want to hire a ghostwriter there's a process maybe you can just record the entire conversation you just talking the book and then have a transcriber who can do the entire transcription and then you can have an editor like who can fix it so there's really way around like how you can write the book it's up to you but it's all about like you have to uh commit to writing the book right i i love i love what you said because as a coach myself working with with individuals and organizations a lot of the the biggest challenges we have to overcome is just gaining clarity on what we're trying to accomplish the why you talked about mm-hmm. and to me and and, and I, I don't know that i expected this but it's i think it's a great learning point to me a great byproduct or even the main product of doing a book is that you gain clarity possibly on what it is you're trying to accomplish what your why is i mean is that what you're seeing across yes. the board like with your i think you said 250 people plus on the done for you yep. that it's like helping people out go wow this is what my business really is mm-hmm. right and of course to create a book outline like what we do is uh, we work on four elements which when it combines it becomes the outline quadrant so these four elements the first is the basic idea of the book the second is why you are writing this book the third is the target reader and the fourth is hook of the book it means how the book is going to be distinguished from the other book in the in the market when we understand these four elements in in and out then it gets really easy for the client himself to understand that okay what the book is all about they will they themselves get so much priority just by this process and the angel writer like who take the interview they also understand so much about their book their thought process ideas expertise experience and then it's it becomes easy for them to take the interview and write the book for them in their voice with their personality hmm. you just use a term that uh i've heard you say it but i haven't heard it very often and that's angel writer as compared to what a lot of people would uh, would think ghost writer tell me tell me briefly the difference between a ghost writer and an angel writer yeah so most of the ghost writers what they do is uh, they will ask you to come up with a book outline once you create a book outline then we'll start working on the manuscript i'm not saying that most almost all the ghost writers does that but yeah most of them 70 to 80% of the ghost writers, they do this thing. They take your outline, they write the book and maybe come up with the manuscript after three or four months. And definitely you will not be happy with the final product because they have written the book for you in their voice, with their thought process, right? With their experience. But it's not going to be your book. It's their book, but you don't know. Like you, ha- you don't have an option. But with an angel writing, you can say that it's a hybrid ghostwriting process. We have a system designed specifically where the, uh, even if a simple ghostwriter can, if they will be following that, they will, be, uh, they will become an angel writer. Why? Because they will be following a set protocol that first of all, they have to create the book outline quadrant. And that book outline quadrant, of course, as I mentioned, there are four elements, idea, why, target readers and hook once they do that then they create a book outline and once they it is done and of course we we do it like step by step and for every things we have set questions they will be asking and then they will be replying and of course having a back and forth and for every chapter there will be unlimited revisions right uh if the if the client is not happy with the chapter one we will not move to the next chapter and also we really give a high consideration to the introduction because i believe that the introduction is the sales page for the entire book because of course people can read the introduction in the look inside feature so uh, over there we'll be using maybe their lead generation funnel or something the, the gift which they are offering at the same time also covering their pain their problems and assuring them that this book is going to solve that is really important in the introduction. So yeah, uh, we have a set system which we follow, which makes the uh, our ghostwriting uh, process into a hybrid ghostwriting, or you can, or we say it, angel writing. 
Yeah, that's really cool. I like that because I agree. As someone who's recently written some things myself, I kept thinking about getting someone else to write pieces of it because in general, I speak, I'd like to say I speak, I speak better or gooder. I speak gooder than I write. I don't know about that, but, <laughs> but it, words come out. And so I, I, I love the thought of that. So I, I love that term. So uh, great job on that. There's three, I kind of saw on your site, there's three big categories when it comes, they all start with P's. I don't have them written in front of me, but I'd love for you to cover those just briefly as we're finishing up here mm-hmm. so that people know the big, and maybe just mention a thing or two about each one of them so that people know in general that process for bringing a book to fruition and bringing it out to the marketplace. And then I've got a couple quick questions before we wrap up. Yeah, sure. So Tim, what we need to understand that most of the people, they they get overwhelmed by this process because subconsciously they know that there are so many different steps in order to write, publish, and market the book. Not only book writing and publishing and marketing, if you break it down, then there are so many steps. And to make it really simplified, like what I've done is um, I have transformed the entire uh, steps into just three phases. The first phase is produce, which is all about producing the manuscript, which includes actual writing the actual book right in actual manuscript then editing and proofreading means all about producing the manuscript so once the manuscript is produced then the next step is the published phase where we'll be preparing for the publishing distribution and also doing the uh doing the entire publishing process it comes with designing a book cover writing a uh, book description designing the interiors of the book or uh, ebook formatting and then assigning an ISBN number, publishing the book on Amazon, setting up the Amazon account. And maybe if you want to get distributed on, on other platform uh, like Barnes and Nobles and Apple Store, then there's an, also an option to publish the book to Ingram Spark. This is an amazing platform where uh, most of the traditional publishing company, they reach out to them because they have the most highest number of uh, distribution channels, right? So Ingram Spark, they can publish that. So this is the published phase. Then the profit phase is all about marketing, getting sales, getting reviews, doing PR, uh, also doing the monetization, like using that book to maybe get your clients, get speaking gigs, maybe generate leads. So whatever it is. So these are the three phases, produce, publish, and profit. Mm, very good. Yeah, I love how you broke that down. And when I was looking around on your website, and we'll we'll make sure people know where to go find all this. Uh, I actually said, wow, that I, I love threes, first of all, and I love things simplified. But I could also tell that it wasn't that simple from looking at all those steps. So uh, that was good there. And, uh, and I'll mention in just a moment, I'll ask you to let people know where they can go to find you and if they want to connect with you. But I've got kind of one, one bigger question that I like to ask. One of the things we talk about here quite a bit on the podcast is redefining success and kind of, you know, learning along the way, redefining things as we go along the way. And Vic, I'd love to ask you with all that you've done, all the experiences you've had, we talked about some tough times when you were starting your business. And now obviously you've got just a lot of things going on internationally. You're, You're doing a lot of work, but what have you learned about yourself through all this process, because I, I believe that's critical for business owners, leaders, is to kind of look inside themselves. What is all that you've seen and all that you've done taught you about Vic during this? Uh, so Tim, one thing, and of course, maybe I would have never figured it out like when I would be doing an engineering or thing. One thing which I figured about myself or discovered about myself that I'm really great at systems. I'm I'm really great at process. I'm really great at making complex things really simple. So maybe you can see this thing on my website as well, produce, publish profit. Like it's a really complicated thing. And of course, if you go to other publishing companies, then you will see that how complicated, how in a complicated way they present their services and other things. But like not only my my front business, like where I share that exactly how does that work, work, in the back-end business as well, like we have systems for everything, 
right? Like how to hire new people, how to manage new people. Now I have some new leaders and under leaders, there are some other leaders like who follow the systems. So one thing which I have really discovered and I really love about myself is I'm good at systems, making complex things in a really simplistic, simplistic way and creating process around that so that it can be automated even if I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I've got some noise in the background here, so I was muted there for a second. I love that because as an industrial engineer, I love systems and I love that. And I kind of saw that from you. So so let me ask this now. I've got a, another follow-up question to finish up, but someone is sitting here going, okay, I would really like to find out more. I'd like to get more information. Or they're just kind of, they may have a inkling of an idea rolling around in their head that might fit with my business if I do a book or maybe I should take the next step. Tell people what to do next and how they could find you just to see if this is something they could pursue. Just give us, give it all to us verbally and we'll include it in the notes also. Sure. So if your audience wants to have a professional team write, publish and market their book, then they can visit bestsellingbook.com. B-E-S-T-S-E-L-L-I-N-G-B-O-O-K.com. And then over there, they can schedule a call. And one of our author strategists is going to come on a call, exactly understand your book idea, your business goal. And then we will see if you're a right fit. And then we can uh, offer our service to them. And if, if you discover that this is a right fit, then you can start working with us. So this is one thing. Also, for those uh, of your uh, listeners like who want to do, who want to write the book themselves, or maybe they are not ready to afford uh, the publishing services or book writing services, then for them, I have a gift for your audience. Like they can visit bestsellingbook.com forward slash checklist over there. They can find each and everything. Like there are three phases, produce, publish, profit. And each phases has three steps and every steps has five sub steps each. And there are total nine steps and five sub steps each. So I've made everything so simplified for them. Like what to do with the first thing, what's going to be the next thing. Once it is done, then what will be the next thing? Everything in a synchronized way so that they don't have to be confused. Also, it comes with a blueprint which explains how to use that checklist. So they can download that checklist, print it out, paste it on their wall, and then start writing the book. Right. They know exactly where they are. For example, if they have already created the book outline, then what would be the next step? They can see it over there. It's going to be an easy process. It's going to save too much time, so much effort. Is They will love it. So, yep, these are the places they can find. Yeah, and I actually, I think yesterday I went uh, after I'd heard you on another podcast and I downloaded that. So excellent uh, that it's very thorough. And I do love that's a great first step if someone still just maybe wanted to stick their toes in the water and see i think that would be a great thing to do but i i also love the done for you i love someone allowing someone who's got an expertise and they've done it over and over again like you to just take it and do that that's uh that's a great option so i'm gonna encourage people to check that out my final question is we are seek go create here on uh, the podcast youtube and all of our channels and so, Vic, I'd like to ask you, out of those three words, which one of those words jumps out at you, resonates the most with you, kind of gets you excited more than the other two right now, and why? That'll be my final question. I would say a seek. I'll tell you the reason. So the number one reason my, my first business failed, because I just wanted to disparately create something and make money. And I was in a create mode. I just wanted to create a company which can maybe make, which can help me make some money. But I never asked myself or I never did R&D. I never researched on people like exactly what would be the idea. Of course, I was clear on a basic idea, but what would be the, what kind of exact problem I'll be solving and these kind of things. So seeking those questions, seeking those things that uh, why you are doing it, at the same time, how you will be doing it is going to be the first step. And if you don't do the first step properly, no matter how 
great creator you are or great designer you are, you'll not be able to create an amazing thing. For example, in whenever a client comes to work with us, like we always seek, first of all, we ask them several questions. We seek that exactly how we can position the book, how exactly we can market the book. Like these are the initial questions we, from them. So basically we seek. And once we, if we seek for them, then and only like we can go and we can create a best-selling book. So that's what like the, I, I believe the first step is really important. Otherwise the other two steps are never going to work. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love you brought that up because that is one of the reasons why they are in the order that mm -hmm. they are in. So good job on that. So Vic, thank you so much. I so appreciate you sharing with us today. It's late night for you. I'm glad that everyone's safe and healthy and you're part of the world in India. And uh, I just am going to encourage everyone, if you've even got a thought about creating a book, go check out and get the checklist that he had. If you really want to move to the next step, as he said, you can actually go ahead and schedule a time to talk to one of their one of their people just to see if it's a good fit for you. So I, I appreciate all the info. It's been very helpful for me. I know it's been helpful for the listener. If you're listening in and you've enjoyed this, I'm going to ask a few quick favors of you. First of all, Take this podcast episode, YouTube, wherever you're listening on and share it. That's one of the best ways that we're able to get the message out about what we're doing. And I know I would appreciate that. I know Vic would appreciate that because it's been very valuable to have this conversation. And I know that you know people that would benefit from this conversation. So share it. And you can find us, like I mentioned at the beginning, on all of the socials. We are Seek Go Create on Facebook, Instagram. LinkedIn, let's see, Twitter. We're also on Twitter and of course, YouTube and all the podcast networks. So thank you for checking in and communicating with us there. And, uh, and remember, we've got new episodes, cool guests every Monday. So listen in, subscribe and listen to that. And until then, I would just ask that you continue being all that you are created to be. Until next time.